troops, welcome back. Before we kick off this show, quick shout out to some veteran companies. Obviously, the great and powerful Right Flank. Now, Right Flank have supported the show, they've been on the show, and they give back to the veteran community no end. So go and see them, get some decent sports apparel, put in the promo code FLANKED15 at checkout and get a decent discount, 15% off. To go with that, you might want some sports supplements. Go and see Combat Fuel. Put in the promo code WARRIOR15 at checkout for 15% off. You're welcome. Good coffee. Veteran owned. Ground to your tastes and roast to order. There's only one. Dead Mammoth Coffee. Put in the promo code MIL15 at checkout. You're welcome. If, like me, you suffer from depression, anxiety, you might have aches and pains in your joints, especially if you're a veteran like myself, go and see Infusion CBD. They are the best in the UK, by far. Put in the promo code GRANITE15, get 15% off all products. Treat yourself. Joining me today is an absolute legend. The one and only Trevor Colt, MC military cross we go into detail about black lives matter the bit on the coronavirus veteran companies veteran support and much much more make sure you check it out so welcome to the granite zero podcast trevor colt mc Thanks very much for coming on to the Grand Zero podcast. Well, the second one, I believe. It, yeah, well, thanks for inviting me. I've done one with, uh, did one down in London, uh, which was quite good. I enjoyed that with uh, Gerard. He wrote a little bit of Afghanistan. He did quite well. I enjoyed that one, which was quite nice. And recently, I've been doing a couple of Zoom calls, which has been interesting. And in a way, uh, Zoom calls are a little bit. They're, they're like this, but they're a little bit different because you get questions coming in from different people constantly, and it's, it's, it keeps your mind ticking. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so it's always a good thing to have um, questions thrown at you and and, and what have you yeah. to keep that to keep your mind focused on something else other than well, there's no hiding. goes in. You know what I mean? And there's no hiding from it. There's no hiding from the questions. They come at no. all angles, and you either tell the truth. Or everyone knows you're full of shit, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as soon as you slip up once, that's it. You've uh, made a rod for your own back, haven't you? Definitely. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I must admit, I first thought to uh, to ask you to come on after I saw um, 
to, to use the youthful word, a bit of beef between you and a contestant from SAS Who Dares Wins. The, yes. uh, the, uh, uh, to, to quote the uh, Black Lives Matter movement that's going on at the um, yeah, he yeah. seemed to not like one of your posts about. He de I was reading back through it, and he's taken that out completely out of context, completely. Yeah. And yeah. and the fact that he can't uh, articulate himself to have a conversation with you, he just has to block and delete and what have you. That just shows the type of person that guy is. You know what I mean? He sent me a vile message. Uh, I woke up in the morning and I looked at it and went, oh, I got a message from him. And then I checked it and then he's blocked me straight away. Uh, he called me a racist, uh, I can't remember the exact word, it's quite vile, but a racist guy and, and uh, who was calling black people animals. And the truth is, um, I said that anyone that riots and anyone that causes damage yeah, in the city, yeah. regardless of colour, is exactly. an animal. It's an yeah. animal, and I stand by that. And I don't care what color or religion you are. Um, I I also put a post out which I stand by, saying when veterans want to march or people want to protest, they have to write into the local police. They have to get permission. They also have to have first aid and attendance. They have to have marshals. So I said, if you're going to have a movement like Black Lives Matter in the future or any movement, you need to ensure you have marshals there so that whenever you have thugs. That are going to try and discredit the march and cause damage. Your marshals need to be straight in there, grip them, and hand them to the police. And that way, your protest doesn't lose what it's about. And, and exactly, and I, I agree with that. But you know, I I don't agree with all this shit. For instance, which I posted earlier on on Twitter, I don't agree with the the I don't agree with this pressure being put on the police at the minute. Now you've got to bear in mind that they're being accused of racism and all the rest of it. Now, the thing is, last year the police in the UK only shot two people, and one of them was the London was the London Bridge bomber. So the police deserve a break. Don't hound them twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly. We just, oh. just went. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you on that. And and one thing that flags up in in my head about it, I saw a post. I can't remember if it was on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It might have even been on Facebook. But there's a set of three police officers that have stopped and detained a black male and the reason why they stopped him was they suspected that he had a knife and on searching they discovered that he did have a knife on him and that's why they did it and the people that were filming him were shouting abuse at these poor police officers because they stopped him because he was black to start with and Basically, because they weren't wearing the correct PPE was the other thing. So oh. as soon as they discovered that he had the knife and he said, look, this young man has knife on him. We're detaining him for this reason. Playing up to the cameras a little bit. because It's as yeah. though they have to justify what they're doing all the time. Oh. And they were like, well, you shouldn't be stopping him. You haven't got gloves on or something bone like that. It's like, fuck off, will you? Let them oh. do their job. I, I'm, I'm quite good friends with a few police officers and I was like, I don't think I could handle that much abuse that they get really for doing their job. That's not oh. what they sign up for. Oh, oh take this back. I don't know what happened there. You're still there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still, oh what's happened to I've still got you, but I don't know what's happened there. <laughs> yeah, I've still got you, so it's all good. You've still got the sound coming through. 
good. Uh, share sound. Uh, what have I just done? Share screen. Share screen. Yes. Um, so uh, we get it all the time on the Grand Zero podcast. There's always some sort oh, of technical. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I can I can see myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I, I get. Yeah. It's just. It's weird how things change so much over the last couple of months. I I just find it weird how this thing happened in America and it just came over to the UK. Now, okay, the bottom line is racism will always exist by thugs, but not by the population. The UK, I think, has got it under a T. Um, I grew up in Northern Ireland and there was no racism, it was religion. And when we yeah. got through that, uh, we passed that fire. But whenever people are saying about Black Lives Matter, I'm going to make this quite clear because I, I know that a lot of different colours and religions are going to watch this. Now, they're going to be Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Well, we all know they do. But let me just yep. make it quite clear in America what's happening. 367 million people live in America. 13% of that population is black. Yet 86% of the crimes that's carried out in America are carried out by black men. So whenever a police officer is going into a dangerous situation and it's a black man there, there's an 87% chance that he's going to commit a crime, that police officer. So that's why they're always on the edge. That is why they go yeah. in. They have to be heavy-handed because many times in the past, they've walked away and been stabbed in the back or shot in the head. So whenever people are shouting Black Lives Matter, so do police officers. So do the exactly. public. So, you know, exactly. it's, it's just another excuse to cause damage. And you've got to burn in mind, I think that people in the UK jumped on this. And the reason why they jumped on it is because they've been locked down for about 10 weeks. And this was an opportunity to get out the house and go fucking you, mental. You, you've got it in one there, Trev. You've got it in one. Definitely. It's, it's as though they needed that little spark to go, let's just go fucking mental. Yes. That's, yes. The, that's, that's how it comes across. It's like you, there's all these things on the on the demonstration matches and, and I know a lot of people on the conspiracy theory side of it think that this yeah. uh, COVID-19 isn't all that etc etc however it's proven that it does kill people and the government have set down these rules that you have to social distance etc etc and you look at these aerial footages of these marches and things like that and it's like why aren't you going with what the government has said and social yeah. distancing, etc. And you're, you guys will be the first ones to be moaning and complaining when the lockdown continues for longer and we're all stuck in the out still. Yeah. If, if, for example, the second wave does does come back and, and hit us hard, which it could do. And I've, I've got a pretty good example of, of a well-thought-out um protest, march, demonstration, whatever you want to call it. Um, I saw a, a clip of it on my um, on my Instagram from my hometown. I'm from Hereford originally. And uh, they, they did a little um, march in the Hereford town centre. Everybody was spaced out. Uh, they, they all did a, the proper distancing when they all took the knee and, and things like that, which if they're going to protest and do those sort of things, crack on. I'm not going to stop you. Um, but it was all well done there was no riots there's no people smashing up the town center there was none of that it was literally yeah. everybody in you did what they needed to do and then went out with the rest of their day that's how it should be 
because um, yeah. I'm sure you, like like myself, we, we both served in the military. We went off and fought so that we have these freedoms that we have over in this country. And we, we should all be appreciative of that sort of thing, that you have got the right to protest, etc. But just because you have the right to protest doesn't mean you have to go and smash up shops that people are trying to make a living out of. Madness. Yeah, it's quite sad. I'm glad that the majority of the of the troubles stayed across the Atlantic. It didn't. There was the yeah. odd idiot in London, but uh, uh, there was the odd idiot in London. But places majority looked after. People that did do silly things uh, down at the same time in London, uh, which. Uh, we all got annoyed about, but that was actually cleaned up by the protesters. They cleaned that up. It wasn't ordinary people. It was protesters and, and people in the streets came together and they did that, uh, which I thought was commendable. But uh, we definitely do need to have uh, more things done to protect our monuments. Uh, I know Dan McDevitt has, has spoken to the police in London and in future demonstrations they're going to uh, block off those type of monuments and, and make sure they're looked after. But I don't think they need to block them off. I just think they need to make sure that the CCTV cameras around there are working. And if you cause damage in London, then you pay for it. Simple. That's the only way you'll stop it. People start paying yeah. for it in their pocket. 100%, mate. 100%. 100%. I froze her for a minute. Have you? Thank you, frozen mate. I think you have frozen, my friend. Yeah, I, I, I froze. I think I oh. think you're back signal now. My signal went a bit funny, I believe. Yeah, it happens all the time, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's as though as soon as I press record, it all goes it all goes peak tongue on me. <laughs> um, I can't remember yeah. what I was saying. Oh yeah, that was what I was saying. Um, I think a lot of people have basically jumped on the bandwagon a little bit with this um, Black Lives Matter, and then other. Other people will get their back up and say, well, no, all lives matter. And it's as though it doesn't matter what you say, you're going to offend yeah. someone and someone's still going to back at you. I had an argument with two people yesterday who one one is a family member and the other one is a, is a friend of the show, been on the show. And they were saying that I, I needed to educate. Myself. And I was, well, not really. I, I agree with you. I agree. Black, I agree. All lives matter. What I don't agree with is things like um, war memorials being desecrated. I don't agree with the rioting and looting. Mm. And they were like, well, no, you, you, you need to. I was like, I don't need to do anything. I was exactly. like, I served with, with many different religions, many different creeds, colours, sexual, sexual orientation. I went, I'm not a blinkered person. I, I'm I'm not what I would call a fucking idiot. I don't I don't go around going spouting off 
racist chants at people and things like that. It's like, that's not who I am. I'm, I'm good mates with quite a few black people. I'm good friends with a few Indian people, etc., etc. It's like, basically, yeah. just don't be an idiot. Don't be racist. It's... In my life, it's not about racism. You know, I hate everyone fucking equally, to be quite honest. It doesn't bother me, you know, what colour you are, what word they're from. Uh, if you're an arsehole, you're an arsehole, and uh, I won't have anything to do with you. But, but I don't care what colour you are. Me. At the end of the day, uh, the only colour that mattered to me for, for many years was, was the colour of green, and, that, and that's it. But uh, Exactly. That's, and, that's how I, exactly how I feel. Yeah, it does become annoying, but when you look at the movement in America, they went out looting. They went out looting, and a black police officer was shot dead. He was shot in the head. Black yeah, lives yeah. matter. So it should have been called black necks. Black necks matter because people wanted they broke into all the sports stuff and stole all the stuff. They yeah. wanted the it's trainers, didn't they? Instead, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, but that you no. Know, to be fair, the looting wasn't just black people. The looting, the looting of the shops was every color and creed, just yeah. using it as an excuse to go mental. And the police in the UK aren't equipped anymore to deal with mass brawls um they will go to an area and stop an incident and will block it off and people people won't join that incident because they think there's danger the minute they say there's a bomb down there everyone clears but if it's 10 people cause an argument and then a lot of people come the police tend to stand back and just watch you smashing the fuck out of their city and i yeah. find that completely diabolical have the police lost their balls have they lost the, the, the let's get in to get this fixed type? Scenario, it doesn't happen yeah. anymore. And yeah. I find it strange that out of all the stuff in London, the thing is, right, back in the 80s, when I was when my dad was driving through London with a Northern Ireland registration plate, we couldn't park anywhere. The minute we pulled up, police were there, Northern Ireland registration plate, had any ID? And you're like, fuck me. So they're able to get that going in London, but they can't seem to film an arsehole smashing something 10 metres from Downing Street. There's no... Yeah. no they walk away these people should be prosecuted so but, I, I i actually brought that up um it was my mum in fact that she shared a post on facebook of um so, some some people throwing bottles and and all sorts over over the fence at downing street and yeah. um a friend a, a very close friend of mine put up there oh my god they threw a bottle and, I, and then i i piped up as i do because <laughs> I can't help myself sometimes. It, it's, I'm like I'm like a big fish. Someone throws a bit of bait out there, I'll bite on it. And um, I was like, well, that's not the point, is it? I was like, there's policemen there, and they could be throwing anything over that fence. Yeah. It could be it could be a grenade. It could be an improvised explosive device. It could be acid. It could be anything. I went. They are well within their right in escalation of force if they feel like their life's being threatened. They're on police. They could have shot those people, and all they've done is thrown a bottle over there. But they they could honestly believe that they were under attack because of what's going on. A lot of people don't really, and it's it's just it's just yeah. madness. We're living living in a mad world at the minute. I know. Not angry people. It's yeah. It's quite sad. We've got. Uh... Definitely. It's sad the way things are going at the minute, but you know, I've taken my my foot off the gas uh, since March, and I haven't been pushing as much as I should. But I intend <laughs> to fully, I intend to fully 
reinstate my foot on Johnny Mercer's throat the minute this is off, and we need to start going head to head and finding out what the fuck he's actually doing in that ministerial role of his, because I do not see anything happening. Um, I said the other night about uh, veteran uh, Dennis Hutchings, who's a soldier who's been prosecuted in Northern Ireland. Yeah. I find it strange that Johnny Mercer keeps talking shit on the papers and on his little shitty podcast and saying about he's trying to stop all these historical allegations. Now, Dennis Hutchings isn't getting any funding for his legal fees or for his court costs. He's having to crowdfund for that. Now, had he been a member of a Muslim grooming gang, that yeah. shit female from Syria or a paedophile, these people seem to get their legal fees covered from uh, legal aid, but veterans aren't getting theirs covered and they're having to fight you yeah. know, and, and, and prosecute. So I, I don't understand what Johnny Mercer's doing. I don't understand why veterans that are in the public eye aren't saying anything. Um, I understand that I'm known as Mr. Marmite because either you like me or you completely fucking hate me. But uh, <laughs> one thing I can say, hand on heart, is I am resilient when it comes to pushing for veteran stuff and I will not stop. And if I won't mention other veterans' names, but if the veterans that are in the celebrity spotlight don't want to back me, then fuck the lot of them. I'll push without them. Um, I'll see Johnny Mercer. I'll see the new uh, the chief of defence people who took over General Richard Yugi. We'll, we need to push it. I've got friends in the media that can help me push it with campaigns, and um, it needs to be it needs to be pushed because at the minute I don't see anything actually being achieved for veterans. And this COVID nineteen bullshit has given the Veterans Affairs Office a chance to hide for fucking four months. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everything and, can be rectified. Yeah, it, it's it's it's. it's, it's... There's hope for veterans. Uh, people talk a very good game. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I support veterans. Of course they do. Of course they do. Love the veterans. They they've done. But when you actually need something, they they disappear and hide. And it, it's yeah. fucking shocking, man. It really is. And when, uh, like you said, when you when you've got veterans in 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 the public eye in the spotlight that don't want to help, don't want to do anything, don't want to. Well, even just put a little post up, but if they've got God knows how many supporters, followers, what have you, yeah. all, all it takes is one post and people will see it, people will like it, people will then look into it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to support veterans and veteran causes. There's exactly. so many people I, I, out there that say that. Well, I know that. Yes, I know this. No, yeah. This isn't his podcast, so I'm going to mention him anyway. Um, Art Middleton messed up during COVID by doing the video. We yes, all know he that. Did. The whole world knows that. Uh, at the time when he gave his brief about he was trying to lift the nation, resilience and do fitness, and he was trying to do it. He went about it the wrong way, but he went back and apologised. And a lot of people went out to try and hang the guy. And uh, I was like, no, I'm not having this. He's a typical veteran. He's fucked up. He put his hand yeah. up. He said, listen, guys, let's move on. But the veterans community, and I will say it's 100%, it is, I would say 60% are good people and 40% are vile bastards. Now, see all the assholes in your old unit. See when they left? They didn't change. They're still assholes today. Yeah, they're definitely. All the dickheads in my unit and assholes in my unit, when they left, they're still dickheads and assholes today. Nothing changed. Just because you're a veteran, and I'll say this, just because you're a veteran doesn't give you the right to be used as, oh, I I am old this. You know, fuck off. I feel like they, if you got injured, which I've been, 
you're getting the right treatment you need and getting the right compensation because you have been injured in service. But if you've left the service with no injuries and you've been fine and then fell on your arse, don't blame it in the fucking military. You know, we, we all go through tough times in life and we get thrown a load of shit and that's how we deal with it. And usually our training in the past, uh, our standards, keeps us on the on a moral path. But the minute you slip off that, and uh, I've had it happen to me about five or six times this year, where veterans will get in touch with me and say, Trev, Trev, uh, I know you help veterans. Yeah. Um, I'm looking to put a business together to help veterans. I need that. Can you buy me 10 fucking mountain bikes? And I'm like, what? But it's for veterans? No, it's not. It's for, them. It's for putting your business together. I had a veteran, uh, I'll call him Jonathan, because that's his real name. I won't say his second name, though, because that's awful. Um, Jonathan got touching and uh, he was crying, mental health. I went, okay, what's up? I'm going to kick, kick out of my house. I'm in arrears of 900 quid. I can't get in front. I'm like, okay, uh, let me see what I can do. I went and got my author's leather-bound copy, which only one exists of my book, First of the Science. I got the other book of that, a leather one, and I auctioned it on Twitter. And I managed to, I managed, someone bought it at 1500 quid. I said, yeah. to I said to Jonathan, do me a favor, do a just giving page for yourself, and I'll get him to put 1500 pounds in your account. That'll be your 900 pounds covered with the other 600 pounds. Transfer it back to me because I want to help someone else. Yeah, yeah. What did I get from Jonathan? No, it's my 1500 quid. Fuck off. So, I get that all the time from veterans, and I have to bite my lip. I have to bite my lip and go, you know what, guys? Sometimes I think the fucking point of helping half of you selfish, ignorant bastards. I really do. Um, but when you don't help, because of my PTSD, I feel guilty about not helping a fellow veteran. But And then I get things like, Trevor uh, picks and chooses who he wants to help. But the truth is, I fucking do. If you're an asshole, I'm not going to help you. If you're yeah. a bloke or girl, I'm going to give you a hand, but you can't go around slagging people off, which the veterans training do quite a lot of. And I've noticed that on social media, it's a nightmare because um, I used to be a member of about 60 or 70 different veterans groups on Facebook. Today, mm -hmm. I'm a member of four. And the reason being is I would get sent things to share, and I would share it in my own group. And it would go all over. I would send them things this year. And six weeks later, it's still sitting in their inbox, and they haven't followed sure anything. So they only share what they want. And I just said, you know what? I don't need any of your groups anymore. Your groups are yeah. two thousand in there and eleven thousand in there. I've got my own group now with forty thousand plus members, and uh, it's growing every day. And the reason why it grows every day, it's because there's no politics in there. There's no Black Lives Matter. There's no Labour or Conservative. There's no Brexit. It's just today's heroes, positive stories, sometimes a bit of fun and jokes, and things yeah. which keep people up. Because if you go on to 99% of today's military's veterans' social medias, there's a lot of bitching in there. And oh. people, are just, people are just bitching having to go at each other. And I noticed that whenever I got tagged into a lot of groups, there was a veteran that needed help. And it would have about 60 people comment on it, and it would say, have you tried here? Have you tried here? Have you tried here? And it just, to me, looked like it was just a complete list of outstanding sign posters, but no one actually knew how to fix anything. Now, what I did with my first into sign page was 
I added a couple of great people in there as admins. Yeah. Which meant if someone sent my page an issue, I would have in there a SAFA caseworker who's part of the admin group. I've got a SAFA divisional coordinator. I've got a mental health and addiction specialist in there. So when someone sent the page a message about help, someone would pick that up. They would delete that message and they would take that message out to their private uh, messenger. So the, yeah, go, yeah, the, yeah. so the known in the group would read that message because it's confidential. And I mentioned that a few groups before. And I think that that's the way forward for military groups on social media to bring specialists in to your admin team and help it grow, help, help fix things. Don't just say, oh, this is shit because no one will help me. Because nine times out of ten, uh, a veteran, and I know this from, uh, I know David Wood, who's the CEO of Helping Homeless Veterans. Uh, Danny Greeno from the Veterans Charity, Billy McClut, yeah, Jim, loads of different CEOs, different veterans are out there uh, working around the clock to try and add value to other people's lives. They don't need value in their lives. These guys have already done okay. They're trying to add value to other people's lives. Yeah. But I find that, I find that the likes of Jim Davison will work with Danny Greeno. They'll work with Veterans in Action. They'll tie in with the Veterans Charity. They'll tie in with, for instance, um, uh, uh, Rock the Recovery. So there is ones working together, and, and yeah, it's yeah. great to see. It's great to see, but it's just that there's a group of veterans out there. That I don't want to mention any names, but I, there's me and a lot of different groups have the names of people. Uh, it's like, uh, I'll make this name up. John Stevens will go and ask Safa for money, but at the same time, he's asked 16 other charities for money. And it will sit back to see what he can bring in. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless smaller multi charities start to work together, they're not going to know that this guy's had about two grand and then go somewhere else. Because there's a lot of people out there making money off the back of people who have uh, who, who want to help. And I, I, I don't see it being fixed anytime soon until we can get Johnny Mercer to hire veterans that were either corporals or senior NGOs and warrant officers to work within the Veterans Affairs Office because officers can't fix everything. They're only good at leading. They're fucking shit at administration. We know that, but yeah. uh, unless we start to move things and push things even further, it's not going to happen. Um, I know that to hold my hand up and say that Johnny Mercer's got a difficult job is an understatement. It really is, but he's not going to be able to achieve a single thing unless he opens those doors to veterans to come in and get rid of all those yeah. fucking civil servants. Because civil servants aren't going to do, do anything to fix it. They've got, nah. they're self-interested, whereas veterans are interested in helping veterans, which I find yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, get people in who you know are going to do the job well and correctly, and that will... <laughs> it's, 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 it's as though... He should have people in there that would have put their lives on the line for their country, that sort of thing. They know yeah. they know how to do it, and they will support their brothers in arms throughout anything. So yeah. get get veterans in because they will they will go. Oh, you're fucking part of the brotherhood. I'm going to fucking help you out. Yeah, you get the old yeah. fucking knobhead that treats you like shit, and they're they're always well, they're they're just about like you said. Yeah. Um, but there will always be those type of people 
within any sort of job anyway. But yeah, I 100% agree with you. He needs to get, like you said, NCO, senior NCOs or former, should I say, in to do those sort of jobs because that's what they used to do. Yeah. They, yeah. They used to go out and help out the lads and make sure <laughs> fucking weapons are clean. Fucking, you bombed up, you're ready to do what, what better thing to have than your old tax sergeant? You go and see him and he's, he's sorting out your admin for you to make sure you're, you're not in shit state. It's... Exactly. Yeah. Well, we missed that bit now, but things are improving. Um, yeah. uh, I, I speak my mind. Everyone knows that I speak my mind. Uh, I can't help it. Uh, my PTSD has taken away my bullshit filter and now it's gone. And now I, I, I can't help it. Um, I, can't, I, I can't lie. Even to my wife, it's, it's like I've been fucking injected or something. Where every time I, I lie, I sort of go, You blink when you lie, and I go, No, don't. You know, I just can't get away with it. No, you I don't can't really get away with it now. I know. <laughs> In a way, it's good because it means that uh, when someone speaks to you, you get the truth. You're not going to get someone speaking to you with, with my attitude that's that going to lie to you. Uh, I'm going to give you 100%. Uh, whether it's right or wrong, it's my 100%, and I'll do my best. Yeah. But it's not a bad trait to have, though. It's not, yeah, it's not what gets me in trouble. Have it, have Let's it. be honest. I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean there. Well, you, <laughs> don't the, like, my, my, you don't yeah. see me running around. You don't see me running around doing the talking circuit in London because people go, "Fuck me!" If we get trouble, we should go to and go. Is anyone here from Safa? Yes. Is anyone here from Health and Heroes? Yes. You're all cunts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but uh, I must admit uh, that. I don't, I don't hold CEOs uh, not small. Like, I don't hold the top six charity CEOs in, in in high regard because I think they could be doing a lot of things different. Now, when this COVID thing kicked off, I don't want to talk about COVID. But I'm trying to get a point out. When this COVID kicked yeah. off, and it, and it was about, oh, we can't go out and collect. What are we going to do? We can't go out and collect. Well, the thing is, the law states that those charities should have two years fucking savings. In place to cover wages anyway. Yeah. So because you have been going to collect over four months, it should not have affected any of those big charities in any way whatsoever. Because they're meant to have two years of reserves. But I already know that not only do they have two years of reserves up there, they also have um, reserves. They have uh, property portfolios. They get overseas things. They've got lots of things in place. Yeah. Um, which the, 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 the thing that came out wasn't there about about all those big charities and how much they've actually got that they're not actually using and you know what i'll tell you this right because people know this one not many people know this but if you go through if you were say a troll of mine and you went through all my social media you'd find this right it was trevor cole that did the research of all those charities two years ago and i wrote what they had and i did the top 10 charities I stuck it out there and it got shared nearly 15,000 times. Then Sky News and other people contacted me with us, months, the Times, the Guardian, the Mail, the Star, the People. I've worked with every national paper and um, should I say through the good work of Sean Raymond, because Sean Raymond uh, is my number one journalist. Uh, I, if I have a story to talk about to do with veterans, 
He's the only person I would speak to at the start because he's fantastic. He has been relentless in getting a lot of changes done. Yeah. If it hadn't been for Sean Raymond's stories, we would not have had the veteran strategy we did last year in Magic Commons. We would not have, I wouldn't have been able to be two campaigns with Prince Harry. The guys were relentless. And uh, so he's put me around a different media and we've managed to get a lot of things done. And I did that research on all the charities because I was sick and tired of asking for help for other veterans and being told, okay, are you skint, are you? Prove it. Let's see how shit your life is. Send us six months of your bank statements. Let me, even though you're depressed, let me send you into fucking spiral by embarrassing you. Yeah. See, veterans don't want that. They would rather live in, live in a shit well, than have to well, put all this across. a very good story to go on top of this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so... Um, I'm not. I'm actually not afraid to fucking say it. Like, like I said, I'm very much like you. I, I don't really have a filter. So I approached being a former airman. I approached the RAF Benevolent Fund to see if they could help. Um, possibly get me a few bits of equipment. Um, for the podcast because at the minute I record. Uh, my iPad and my phone at the minute. And basically, I told them the whole story of why I started it which was to help with my depression, my anxiety after leaving the Air Force. I wasn't asking for much. And I was like, is there any chance that you guys could help in any sort of way to help me generate the podcast to get bigger so I can help other people in the same situation as myself? Basically going through the Time to Talk campaign, all that sort of thing, um, because it helps to talk and that that was my my thing and they came back to start with they were constantly coming back saying we're going to send somebody out to see you to generate a profile to see if you fit the criteria i was like yeah that's fine no problem with that you can come by any time months and months passed um up to almost six months i believe and then it was sorry that is not something that we are willing to back or help with i was like all right no in my, in my head, I was like, all right, no problem. I've done it on my own this far. Mm. I, I was willing to put uh, the RAF Benevolent Fund as part of the podcast, as, as in to put, this is the Granite Zero podcast in association with. So they would get all the sort of publicity as my podcast yeah. grew. They would also get that publicity. People would donate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, they didn't want any part of that, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's, so, it's quite sad, man. It's quite sad. It was a little gutting because I know how much they've helped in the past with um, one of my close friends, Robbo, who lost both his legs. They, they really helped him out, obviously, because yeah. um, they would do that. Um, they also helped with my uncle uh, when he was going through his cancer treatment. But then also, I thought, well, fucking hell. Benevolent Fund have helped everybody I know that's served in the Air Force. Perhaps they will help someone who's health issues that is trying to get better and also show to others within the military as a whole that there are avenues out there to talk about things. To, that, to Because that's the main start, isn't it? To talk about it, to get it out there, and then you go through your own recovery. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but... <laughs> Pardon the pun, I got shot down. <laughs> well, I like that. I like, you, have you worked on that? That was good. 
I hadn't worked on it. That just literally just came out. It's, it's all the wisdom wow. I'm drinking, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I 100% understand where you're coming from because I did I, I did a bit of research into the Benevolent Fund and, and they were one of the top charities that seem to be sitting on this little gold mine of theirs and they've got all this funding that they could be using to help with people with PTSD, depression, anxiety, mental health issues, because it's not just physical issues that come out of the, the military. And that that's a, a huge thing. I know there's many, many, many veterans out there that have mental health issues. A lot of uh, uh, and showing them this is an avenue that I took. You don't have to take this, but this is this is a way to uh, to better yourself and, and, and aid in your journey through recovery. Uh, some people write books, some people, uh, well, go to the gym, whatever, you yeah. know, um, this happens to be my one. And sometimes you need that little bit of a financial aid to be able to get the equipment to make things well in exactly. the podcast world, sound better. Yeah. <laughs> So that it comes, so people can hear the message. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that that was my little add to your your um, little brief story onto your your point there. Um, it's just it's just a bit of a shame, really. Um, but yeah, as I keep saying in a minute, it is what it is. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I've got with the as the. The show has come on leaps and bounds. When I first started, it was literally me talking into my phone in the shed. Um, yeah. At the minute, I'm still pretty much doing the same, but I've now added in the Skype calls. I'm getting guests on like yourself. Um, I had uh, Josh Bridges, who's a Navy SEAL. So I've had people from, from America coming on the show and things like that. And things just are going better and better. And I'm trying to show... Uh, other veterans that it's okay like i've invited so many veterans onto the show if they're struggling or whatever to come on the show even if they even if they don't want to come on the show they can phone me up they can talk to me whatever you know because yeah. i've been in that situation where i bottled it all up and 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 been lost um yeah. as i'm sure you you know through your own uh, mental health issues yeah i think we all suffer from mental health in some sort of way it suits you at the time because PTSD it's labeled well it's labeled as post-traumatic stress disorder but I, it's very rare to be another veteran who's on the same medication as you, you know I mean? it's quite weird how that works that we all may suffer mental health and we're all on so many different medications and the reason behind that is which is I think my dog's having a drink of water can you hear him? <laughs> Yeah, your dog's having a drink of water. I'm surprised my cat hasn't jumped on the roof every single episode when I'm in mid-conversation. Yeah. He'll jump on the roof of the shed. The whole thing shakes. I shit myself. <laughs> well, here, the thing about PTSD is this. You will go, uh, th there's different codes you can give to your doctor and they need to register you as a veteran because many people go to their doctors, come back, if you register yourself as a veteran, then they then they can open up other things and treatment that can be available to you that you didn't know about. So it is good to register. Uh, regardless, uh, we have different types of codes for the likes of, of 
Armour Corps, RAF, Royal Navy, Royal Marines, Infantry, or should I say Army. So there is different codes and things are available. There is budgets out there, so we need to register properly. But the thing that I find quite strange is when I speak to different veterans and, I, and they see what medication on, I tell them and I, I, they tell me theirs and I'm like, whoa, we're all different stuff. And that's because HGP is affiliated to a different pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to promote those different drugs around the UK. So basically, veterans are being used as fucking guinea pigs around the UK to see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it that way. My my medicate. I'm on um, sterilin is what I'm on, um, and that, that that's literally just it just up me on that. Um, I had a bit of a uh, a bit of a wobble the other the other week. Well, the other week, it, it lasted quite a bit of time where I wasn't myself at all, and I was like, this hasn't happened for a while, and it's yeah. as though the other dosage I had got used to it, and that. The only way I'd describe it is my darkness has decided to go, oh, I'm better than this. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't in a happy place. I wasn't in a happy place. I had to call my own doctor probably just over two weeks ago uh, and ask her to lower the dosage in my medication because I wasn't depressed. Let's get this straight. But I was sitting on my sofa and I was like, I don't want to get up. I was feeling lazy. I felt dizzy, I felt yeah. tired. And I went, this is weird because see when something kicks in, like a medication kicks in, you feel it and you're like, oh. Mm. I was like, this is wrong. And I had to phone up my doctor and uh, do an online call. And she called me a couple of days later. Yeah. I had to listen in. I had to do the same. Can you lower my dosage? I just think that it's affecting the minutes. And she was like, okay. What it was, was it was the same medication I was on, but it was a different brand. And it was just weird how it works, but I had to get them to yeah. lower it. Shocking, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's mad. They're supposed to be doing the same thing, but because it's got a different label on it, it affects you. Like, I'm sure if I was on a different brand, I wouldn't be on this this level that I'm on. Um, yeah. But, are you yeah. uh, affiliated to uh, the Dad Mama Coffee Company? I'm, uh, yeah, well, he, he's been on the show. Yep. Um, and he does, he, he helps out with the podcast quite a bit, actually, which is nice. He's a, he's a good, he's a good lad. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I try and, because a lot of, um, a lot of podcasts have sponsors, obviously. I yeah. don't, I don't have any, really. What I have is veteran companies that I like to promote myself. Um, what they've given me is like a, a discount code for any of their products, um, right. which I pass out to to my viewers. So Dead Mammoth is one of them. Uh, right Flank with Steve Nichols is 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 another one. He was on the show last week actually. Um, they they're like a clothing clothing line. Um, yeah. Combat Fuel is pretty much the standard one, I think. <laughs> yeah. For, for anyone that, um, and what I the the only one that I have got that isn't um, veteran run is a CBD company because I found when I first started um, really accepting my depression and anxiety, I wanted to try and find a natural way of dealing with it before I started taking taking the pills, <clears throat> and uh, I started using CBD oil, which 
was really, really effective. But like I said earlier, um, a minute ago, with my darkness, it likes to uh, take hold. It, yeah. And sometimes I need a bit extra <laughs> to calm that down. Um, but yeah, and and to be fair, as a, as a veteran, I'm sure you know, joint pain, muscle pain, even when, well, even at my age, at 33, I feel like I'm fucking 60-odd with the amount of weight that I used to carry. Um, so they've got a really good um, like muscle rub, which is all, um, it, it's just fucking brilliant, if I'm honest. Um, a lot of people, when you say CBD, they're like, well, that's the stuff that's in marijuana, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But it's non-psychedelic or anything like that. So it's it's all good for you. Yeah, they're the only company, really, that isn't veteran-owned that I don't don't shout out or anything like that, which is... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much very similar to you in that way where any sort of veteran company if they if they want or need any sort of advertising uh, i know i'm not exactly the biggie i'm not exactly joe rogan for example in in the podcast world but i do have a, a a good number of listeners and followers so any any sort of help that i can give to any veteran cause i will do you know if uh, and I, ne I never ask for anything back in return. I don't go, well, I'll only shout you out if you give me a T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, not that sort of, I'm not that sort of person. I'll always help out the veterans. Because well, I am one. That's how So I was... Um, I was on your YouTube the other day while I was uh, at my regular human job. I was having a little watch, and oh, I right. was watching. I was watching uh, the clip where you were saying how you were banned from your uh, parent unit going yes, back. Yeah, I was seriously. I was shocked. I was like, when I first saw the clip where it says banned from from his regiment, I was like, what? Yeah, it's true. Uh, the man's got a man's got a military cross. How are you? Mate, uh, I, I've said many a time, I, I haven't been back to my unit since 2009. I, I don't think I'll ever go back. Uh, I don't have any pride in my old unit anymore. Uh, it's lost. Uh, they had a chance and they, and, and they fucked it up. Uh, family unit that was has now gone. Everyone I know has now left. But I found it quite sad how they tried to cover up Sergeant Major's, one of their servants, Sergeant Major's fuck-ups. Yeah. Um, I reached out on social media and I tried to find, I tried to get people at my own together, go and search for a veteran who was missing, who had mental health issues. And it was quite, his wife was worried. It was quite possible he was going to take his life. And whenever I asked out on my social media for people to help, a serving sergeant major from one one hours posted that comment. I don't know if you've read it. He posted yeah, I did, I did, yeah. It, it he was very heinous. And do you know what? He posted it on Warriors RV and a couple of other sites. But the other sites deleted it. This is why I got banned from my unit. I didn't delete what he posted. I just blocked him and going back on that page and I left it there. That's yeah. all I did. That prompted an RMP investigation. The CEO, I mean, it, it went in all the media, but rather than one more Irish and the CEO do something good, they decided why this ongoing investigation was taking part. They were going to ban me from their unit from attending the Remembrance Day Memorial, which was the 10-year anniversary 
of yeah. why we do what so I found that to be the biggest insult ever and uh, I will never it's it's shocking it's disgusting uh, I, I don't have any you, you can't recover from that music. what you do no. to someone fuck you uh, yeah. I'll never yeah. shocking but you know that's how they get on now uh, Harold and do you know what makes us even worse I'll say it, fuck it. Rob Walker was a sergeant major. He posted that the day after the RSM had briefed the war veteran sergeant's mess that a senior MCO had just killed himself in the fucking mess. And he posted that the day after that. That makes it worse. He is scum uh, in my eye. Yeah. yeah. That's and, fucking right. And then you had a group of individuals Sticking up for the sergeant major, pricks, and I thought, you know what? I don't want to be around any of you yeah. ever again. It's just the way you. Why are you backing this guy up? This is what he posted, and then it came out about, oh, somebody stole his phone and posted it. That's bullshit. Because this is just, this is a sergeant major. Now the stuff he posted about the individual, only people of his era would have known that stuff to place. Yeah. So it was a lie. It was a complete lie. Uh, a senior NCO with no moral, waste of space. Yeah. Uh, that, disgusting. Absolutely fucking disgusting. And yeah. it, a senior and he should know better than to do that anyway. As a senior NCO. And yeah. it just show it just shows his fucking lack of moral fibre. Thing is, it wasn't just a senior NCO. He was a company sergeant major. Fucking hell. You know, it gets worse. Uh, who had just done Sandhurst as a color sergeant. This goes to show you that this is a guy who holds grudges, a guy who can't yeah. do things. And would you want to go and speak to your sergeant major with issues if this is how he would retaliate in years to come? Yeah. It's as though you wouldn't be able to confirm him and, and, and let him know anything about you because at any point that could come around and bite you in, bite you in the ass and make, exactly. and make things a million times worse exactly exactly so uh yeah i i've I, I nothing good to say about them anymore yeah. um there's consequences with your actions if it, if it in those sort of situations and my own units change but in hindsight, I think most units have changed. Uh, the guys that I served alongside that were good guys are still good guys and they're veterans. I get on with them. I chat with quite a few during the day and stuff, and they, they're out helping veterans and they're out doing their bit to add a little bit to society. And those guys I would bend over backwards for. But, you know, uh, there's also guys that, you know, there's also guys out there that I wouldn't piss on if they were on fire. And, that, and that's true. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's sad to yeah. say it, but. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I, I exactly know exactly what you mean there. Um, I've mentioned it a few times on, on here, not to that extent. Um, but when when I first started uh, doing the podcast, I, I had I had a few trolls from from my own regiment, and it was it was like a bit of a kick in the teeth because I'm trying to better myself and try and fix myself. Um, by people who I thought were uh, one of them I'll, I'll name him on here because he's a fucking dick Luke Tyler um, 
he basically said oh, I was an embarrassment to the regiment and I should never show my face uh, at RAF Honington ever again and I should never wear the RAF colours. I should be ashamed of myself. I was like, for one, I'd never be ashamed of having the problems that I have. And and two, you are part of the problem why airmen, sailors, uh, infantrymen, whatever don't come out and, and say anything because of people like you, you fucking dickhead. Um, and it, and it's just, it was just really hard to hear the like people that you thought were mates coming out and saying, saying things like that, that you're an embarrassment and nobody gives a shit about you basically. And I was like, well, just putting it down, down and sending me backwards. Like it took, it took, it took my brother, several long chats to get me back to my normal self i was like i was ready to, to chuck it all in and, and give it all up i was like no nah, I, I can't deal with this sort of negativity and he was like nah you need to fucking chill out take your take your breath take your condor moment mm. it's literally a, a handful of people and if anything they're listening to your podcast so they're adding to your likes I was like, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> yeah. But you always get you always get knobheads in every regiment, don't you? Yeah, I I think I'm you know what? I'm gonna claim this title. I think I'm probably the most trolled fucking veteran out there. I'm trolled. <laughs> but but my skin's quite thick and I just let it go. You can be um, you can be top of the pile on that one, Trev. You can be top of the pile. I'll let you have that honour. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, yeah, it's what an honour. Uh, I get used to it. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, people are trying to stop you. The minute they see that you are succeeding and they see that you're moving forward, yeah, people will try and trip you up and say, uh, "Yeah, they don't like it." I remember you fucked up in 1987, and I'm going, "Really? I fucked up in 98, 99, 2000 as well." You know, get it all out there. Get it off your chest. <laughs> But, I fucked yeah. up a lot. What are you on about? <laughs> uh, I know. It's going to come. It's going to come. People will trip you up. And the only reason why people would put you down is because they see you're succeeding. You're reaching levels that they can never dream of. And they are starting to get pissed off at it. And they will make up stories about you. Mate, uh, I've been under massive investigations, which were all false, because I've been accused of the amount of fraud. Uh, I had a, a female veteran. A female veteran from the UDR actually uh, got in touch with a club that my son was a part of and told him that I need a DBS check because I shouldn't be allowing children. This is the type of trolling I get. Do you know Fucking what I mean? Hell. Yeah, I get people uh, report me to the police all the time for theft and fraud and for doing this and doing that. And I'm like, okay, bring it on. Um, I, got, I don't even know the charity, yet I got reported to the charity commission for, for fraud and they were like, I phoned him up and I said, listen, I've received a letter from you, but I don't run a charity. Well, we, we were told you were pretending to run a charity. And I went, okay. And they told me who, who reported me. I, can't, I don't want to say on here. Uh, I then went, okay. And they kept sending me stuff every couple of days. And I got sick of them. I phoned them up. Obviously, you get half an hour on a queue to speak to these fuckers. I got on the queue. I said, can I have your email address? So I got the charity commission's email address. And I sent an email out. And I see Suffolk police brought into it. And I said, in the future, we'll together. I could be following your shit. If you're saying I have, I've done this, hide of them, they can investigate it. They can. 
and they did it, and they spent a year investigating all my just giving pages. They phoned in all the charities I had help. They phoned in all the veterans I had help. And they ended up sending me an email. So after a year's investigation, you get an email to clear you. I was like, really? After a year, I just get an email? I want a fucking certificate. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it, it comes to the territory. You put yourself out there, you put your head above the parapet, and you want to try and fix something, and you take the spotlight off somebody else, and they fucking are fuming. I had a, a guy, uh, I'm going to mention him here actually, a charity called Forgotten Veterans. There's a guy in there, the CEO guy, Weavering. Um, we don't get on. Now, I cannot prove he did this, so I will not say he did. But he was sharing petitions, government petitions, where he wanted people to sign it to make sure Trevor Cope would never run a charity because I had mental health issues with PTSD. This is a guy who's actually the CEO of a charity telling people that I, I should. So he may not have started the petition, but he fucking shared it all over the place. And yeah. he's scum. Uh, but there's quite a few people like that. Forgotten. Imagine calling the charity Forgotten Veterans and then fucking ignoring veterans. What an asshole. But there's, yeah. there's quite a few people like, like him. He should be um, called throwing veterans under the bus, a charity should be called. Fuck me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, there's a lot of little charities like that out there who are scraping and scraping trying to get that pound out of your pocket. And if they, to ensure that you put your pound in their pocket, they'll say, don't give it to Trevor, he's a fucking asshole, give it to me. Yeah. So they're willing to destroy people's reputations in order for their own benefits. And, and, and the sad thing is, that is a little bit like the charity sector today. It really is. It's a shame. But the... Uh, I was going to say a lot about this guy, and we moved, we moved very in a circle. But uh, yes, we were talking. I mentioned about Anthony Middleton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's actually currently uh, involved with Tour After Combat, helping Jim Davison with those that come out of jail to help them put them on the right path. Uh, I know that. Uh, I spoke to him probably. I think it was last month. Last month I spoke to him on the phone, and he was saying that he was doing this in different bits of veterans. Uh, he gets a lot of shit from some veterans, but I give him a, a bit of credit. I mean, he delves into his own pocket and pays for people's fucking rent, which not many people know about. Uh, one of the very few celebrities veterans that actually do dip into their own pocket to pay for things. Um, the other one, which people call racist all the time, is Jim Davison. And I speak with Jim every couple of days. Now, what people don't realize about Jim is he used to get slagged quite a lot. Not only being a racist, but how dare he pay himself 60 grand a year in a veteran's charity. Yeah. And that, I used to think, okay, okay. And I had a chat with Jim. Uh, and what people don't know is, Jim went on to, Jim started doing tours again, didn't he, last year, the year before? Yeah, yeah. Going back to, do you know why, mate? Because his charity was suffering financially. So Jim went around all the different stadiums and all the different clubs and, 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 and places and did a tour. And the money he brought in, he paid his staff wages. But no one talks about that. They just say Jim's laying in his own pockets. So there's yeah. a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there which which are happy to stick the food into people, but are not happy to promote them when they're doing well. And fair enough, if you're willing to go around on a two-year tour around the country and bring in a couple million quid to pay your staff, then rightly so, you should be on sixty grand a year, ten, you know, yeah. the money. That you yeah. But People are too quick to put the food in, mate. and it's usually jealousy out there which, which causes half this shit. 100%, mate. It's, it's, 
Yeah. Jealousy is 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 a well, obviously it's one of the deadly sins, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it really is like it, it just ruins friendships. It ruins a lot of things. Yeah. And it's just madness, mate. Madness. Yeah. Oh, got the pooch out. What a lovely dog, mate. I'm trying. I'm trying to convince. Trying to convince the family to let me have a dog. I'm surra- I'm surrounded by females in my house. Well, I'll tell you what. Just <laughs> over here, having a dog is actually awesome for PTSD. Awesome. They will come. They will come and they will sit at your feet. They will sit near you whenever you're stressed, and they keep an eye on you. This dog during this whole podcast has been sitting on my toes. Yeah. Anyway, see, I've been the reason why we we haven't got a dog is because for a fact it will be my dog. And when I'm at work, I do twelve-hour shifts, and I was, oh, and I, I've sort of talked myself out of it by saying it's not fair on a dog yeah. because I'll be half the day I won't be there, and and then the missus like yeah, and I ah. Oh. And then I put myself into it and go, oh, I could get a smaller dog and it wouldn't be as bad. But then I'm like, but I'll be, it'll be my dog because yeah. nobody else. The girl, as much as the girls will love it, my, my daughters, they'll love it to bits. And the missus, I'm sure, will love it. But if it's anything like any of the dogs when I was growing up, it, it always seems to be, it always seems to go to the, to the master of the house. <laughs> The alpha male. Dog, my dog's called Zeus, and Zeus plays with my son. My son's nine, and they play. They, they, they're both the same age, mentally, really. They play, yeah. they mess around. But when it comes to the arrest, they come and sit at my feet. And it's nice. But uh, they help, though. They can sense when you've got anxiety. And, yeah. and just, stroke, just stroking the dog takes away the stresses, and it makes you feel. Quite relaxed, so it's worth investing in. Uh, yeah, I'm worth investing in. Help you, help you massively. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, again, um, It'll keep yeah, we, like, like I said earlier, we, we've got a cat, and as lovely as the cat is, I love it to bits. Like, she's a lovely cat, but when I want it, when I want to have a cuddle with the cat, it's like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll come to you when I want, mate. It's like, all right. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I have to do. I do have to apologise for changing the timings on the on the on the show. Like I said, like I said when I messaged you, I, I double booked myself. Basically, my my eldest daughter is an absolute. The only way to describe her is she is. A mini version of me, which means she's an absolute geek. And she's she went from being obsessed with all the Harry Potters, the books, the movies, going to Harry Potter world, every, all that. She was obsessed with it. She's now moved on and she's now obsessed with everything Jurassic Park. And today, uh, the Jurassic World, the lost kingdom or fallen kingdom or whatever it is came out on netflix and 
I told her, when on Netflix, we'll get a pizza in, we'll sit and watch, and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> it wasn't until about four o'clock today, and I went, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing a podcast at fucking half past seven. I don't finish work until six. I've got to cycle home, get showered, watch this movie. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sure he won't mind if I say, can we make it half eight? Luckily, the missus has already ordered the pizza, so it was on its way when I got home. And and to be fair, literally, you just texted me saying you uh, you um, had your coffee ready, and that was literally when the movie finished. I was like, spot on. Finally got my timings right. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't let uh, anyone down. <laughs> good. Yeah, she was, she was getting a bit upset because I said I might have to leave a bit early in the movie to get the, the as I call it, the shedio ready. Yeah. She got a bit upset and I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't let her down. She, she'll hold that against me. Yeah. <laughs> Kids don't forget. Uh, oh, they don't. And oh, she she is the most sensitive soul in the world. We were we were watching this movie and fucking dinosaur gets shot with a tranquilizer. She starts crying. <laughs> she was like, "It's gonna die." I was like, "It's not gonna die. It's a fucking main character. Just watch it. You'll be fine." <laughs> Next minute, screaming at the top of her head because a Tyrannosaurus Rex is fucking bit someone in half and I was like Jesus Christ then she's crying again and I'm like oh my god this is a roller coaster <laughs> this is doing nothing for my fucking anxiety right now Jessica <laughs> uh, well uh, what's your plans then my plans yeah well, in long run or in, yeah. in short term both both, really, yeah. Yeah, both. Okay, so uh, in the short term, uh, for me, at the minute, it's been put on to a postponement at the minute. It's going to be held next year. So what I'm trying to do is raise as much money as I can for Mind and Rock to Recovery. So what I've done is I've set up a charity football match against uh, Spurs Legends. And that was supposed to be happening on the 12th of July. However, because of this fucking pandemic, that's going to be um, switched to next next July, hopefully. Um, it's going to be pretty good, though, if I'm honest, because I've got a, a good I've got a couple of serving lads from my regiment that are playing. I've got. My old man's playing, who's a 22-year veteran of the Air Force. He was a, the number one jump instructor in the country when he was serving. Um, he will be 69, almost 70, when the game's played, um, which is quite funny. I think he's probably going to last about five minutes. <laughs> uh, uh, you never know, Dan. Uh, Dan's always crazy. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, my, my old man has always had the dream of playing alongside me and my brother. He played alongside my brother in a couple of games when we were growing up, in, in obviously in men's football. Um, but he never got to play alongside both of us at the same time. 
And he's always said that that's one thing he really wants to do. And I was like, well, I've got the opportunity here to get that done for you. And he, he seems happy. Hmm. <laughs> he's ecstatic, in fact. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of a uh, couple of celebrities lined up to play, which is which is pretty good. A, a UFC fighter is he said he's going to play um, a, another bloke from SAS who dares wins not not one that argues with you on Twitter. Um, a <laughs> <laughs> uh, guest that was on the show. Um, in fact, I believe Brian Wood has said he would play MC. All right. Um, if he's not filming his movie, that is. Mm. <laughs> that that was his condition. If I'm not on set, then I'll play. Is what he said. I was like, mm. all right. Um, busy man, Brian. Yeah, Brian. That's, mm. that's pretty much in the short run. Obviously, I, I want to try and um, it's sort of short. But also long. I try. I want to try and make the podcast a bit better. Um, at the minute, my brother does a lot of my producing stuff, but he's he was doing a he was doing a brilliant job while he was on furlough. Now he's back in work. It's sort of a bit bit of slow in production. I've got a couple of episodes that need editing and 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 putting out. I want to do it quite sharpish. Is how I like to get them out, and when I have a lag, I start getting a bit. Yeah, you'll get down there. Yeah, I get out. Um, but to be fair, man is is literally today it arrived. He sent me a laptop out, his old one, which I was like, fucking chuffed with that because the laptop I've got in a minute, I've got one of those Chromebooks that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Don't recommend them at all. I literally I downloaded the Skype app onto the Chromebook and it, as soon as I press record it, it stopped just like this is good yeah. <laughs> this is what you need um, yeah. these things happen all those things sorts happen. of things it, it does um, so yeah I want to try and expand the podcast a little bit um, as much as I can get, get, the, get, get it out there um, but yeah, I want to I progress within my actual, <laughs> I call it my regular human job, because uh, this is more of my hobby. Um, yeah. So my, my actual job, I want to try and progress a bit more within that. I, I, we've just been taken over by another company, which is, which is refreshing. And they seem to put a lot of time and effort into people that want to progress within a company. Which is good yeah. because the other company was pretty shit. They would promise well, you the world and then not deliver, which is a shame. But yeah, I've, I, and I'm also semi writing writing, a, not so much a book. I'm not really expecting it to get published or anything like that. It's sort of um, I've got three tour diaries that I need to tweak. And uh, basically, I started writing a bit of a memoir up until the point where I started the podcast. Yeah. Transition from a young young lad that joined the military, coming out of the military, how I managed to progress after leaving, how it affected me, because that was mainly my my bit bit 
mainly my trigger was when I left because I lost that sense of purpose and and that sense of belonging that a lot of people talk about within the military and and it is true yeah. um and that was that was my trigger and I, I've I've started writing I, I like to think it's it's going quite well um I'd like to get some some pointers some some feedback on it you know it's a work in progress. <laughs> are you uh, originally? Are you in comms with Damien Lewis? Uh, I'm not. No. And answer my message. Uh, whenever you're ready to have your uh, stuff looked at, let me know, mate, uh, and I can uh, ask him to have a look at it for you. He's a decent guy. He's a decent guy. He he works. Extremely hard for veterans as well. Nice. I, I was I was a bit sceptical of, of of doing it. Um, yeah. But because because I come from the most hated regiment within the whole of the military, the RAF regiment. Um, <laughs> the five mile death. Yeah. We're not um, hated. We're not hated. Nah, I, 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 I like to say that because it is. I, I like. To be fair, I actually quite like the banter because it usually comes from people that have never with the regiment and know what we're about, that sort of thing. But um, the main reason why I was a bit sceptical was because I never, in the three tours that I did, we never came under any serious conflict. I had a, a, had a number of um, rocket attacks that I had. Uh, um, suspect IDs, that sort of thing. I had a corporal pull the fucking wire out when I was confirming, which shit me up. Um, but I was always thought, I can't write about the stuff that I've done because people would just go, oh, I'm not reading that. He he didn't have any action. That sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to write that. And then I spoke to a number of people. I think um, Garen Jones is one of them. And he was like, no, yeah. just write. No, no, nobody, get, no, nobody will care if you've got it's not always about action and, and, and that sort of thing. And then I was like thinking back and then there's uh, a USMC guy, uh, Anthony Swarford, who did Jarhead. And I was like, yeah. well, in his book, he's, he's not in an, under any serious contacts. He's, he's waiting for it. And it's the yeah. waiting. And I was like, I could write it in, in a similar sort of, you know, similar sort of thing, not yeah. so much copyright, but or plagiarizing should i say um because because in in our region especially you there's a lot of you're highly trained but then you're like itching to do something and not a lot's going on and it's how you deal with that sort of thing and i think yeah. that could come across quite well especially at the minute when all the armed forces at the minute don't really have anywhere to go in that in that situation not like as we were serving we had iraq and afghanistan and if you were want to go back a bit further northern ireland etc etc at the minute we've got covid <laughs> covid and, and black lives matter um yeah so, so yeah i, I I'm, I'm toying with the idea and now I've got my laptop properly, I can actually yeah. type it out. Because in a minute, I'm jotting notes on my phone. And I'm writing it down. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's not too bad. But then I think, 
I put that on a proper screen, that's not going to be much. <laughs> yeah. You need about uh, 110,000 words plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's, that's my idea anyway. I, I want to... I want to jot down my memoirs because I've got, like I said, I've got my two tour diaries that I've got. And when you read back through them, I, I think it's actually quite, some bits are very, very amusing. Even even though it's me written it and, I, and I'm reading it, I'm like, fuck, is it if that happened? And things like that. It's like, is it? Yeah. It's madness. Well, that's how I did my book. Yeah. I used uh, my old diaries, my old. Uh... Commander's diaries and stuff, and then mm. things that when it's in your head, it never leaves. It never leaves. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to a lot of veterans today. Uh, they're not good. Well, I'm one of them, but they're not a good writer. Wasn't designed yeah. to write. Designed to be a soldier. But yeah. uh, we find that putting stuff right. This helps deal with our demons. This gets it away. This lets us progress in life because. We've got rid of all the shit that was built up on our heads, and it helps to recharge your batteries and move forward in life. Because if it's all if that if you don't write it down, you don't get out there. That stays in there, and that's constant reminders of shit you went through. To get it 100%. published, or even if it's not published, just to get it out and write it and yeah. save it as a word doc helps to progress and recover. Yeah, the, re the reason why I first. Um, well, the first tour diary was 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 for myself really, because I didn't I didn't really have anyone else. Um, so that Iraq was my first first tour, and that was a jarhead. I was out there, and I was like, do a thing, that sort of thing, thoughts, feelings, just write them down. So I did that, and then um, second tour, I was in Kandahar, and my missus another one, and another sort of diary. It's got something that my uh, unborn could read when they grow up to see what it was like while I was while I was away. And yeah, Bastion was slightly different because I was I was in the command center. I was on the radio. Um, but I dealt with all the major incidents that the squadron had uh, during that tour, which included uh, Robbo losing his legs, Priddle getting shot. Uh, one of the first rocket attacks that Bastion had had for fucking ever. Uh, we had all that. So I wrote all that down in the Marines that we were working with, the US, and I thought... My, oh, my kids would love that when when I'm really old telling them my little even though I only did five and a half years telling my little war stories it's like they'll appreciate that and they'll understand why I put my medals on and go to remembrance parades and things like that yeah. oh, my kids love all that anyway they're, they're always yeah. interested in Especially coming from a military family as well, with my dad serving and my granddad serving, they're always asking questions. And, yeah. and one of my one of my, my favourite moments from last year was uh, um, remembering 
my eldest had to do a presentation on, on if they, she had any experiences in the family that were in the military. And I said, don't use me because that that's an easy one. Use your, use your granddad. And she was like, I, I never, as in my granddad, so her great granddad, I was like, use him. She was like, but he, he's not, he, well, he died before I was born. I was like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I was like, he was a, a, a as I would call a, a proper war. And she was like, why is that? And I went, well, here's his medal. I've even got him in the, sh in, in the shed, you know, his medals. And I was like, here's, here's his medals. He's a bit like you, had a chest full. Um, he, he had a, a BEM, which is now been, I don't think they give that out anymore. British Embassy. Yeah. Um, he he had one of those for his time in Burma. Um, he had uh, another Valor Medal for World War Two. Um, Thompson's know everything about him because he kept he kept those things secret. He kept him so a lot of the family don't know what he did, what what happened. And things like that and uh I, I, I was trying to say to her that it's 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 mad in that sense that granddad never spoke about his time to his, to his family it's as though he couldn't couldn't get it out yeah. which is a shame because like he's got these medals and it's like what do you what uh, i said to my dad i went what did he get that for and he's like oh, he never spoke to me and then you, I asked my nan. I'm like, what? Did, what did he get his BM for? She went, oh, his, his time in Burma. I was like, yeah, but what did he do? She's like, what do you mean? Well, that that medal's for valor. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you know? <laughs> yeah, she and we don't have that history. No, yeah. I suppose it, di different different time breeds different men, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I like to think that he's, he was, he sort of took it as though he was just a bit like you said when you got your 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 M's from a job. I, I think that's that's exactly how he was. I was just doing my job. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Everybody else is doing their job. I just got singled out to get it. It's a shame, uh, but it, it's true though. But it's a shame that a lot of people uh, get ignored on those situations because uh, the army and the RAF and the military is a team. It, it's a team effort, and whenever one person does get singled out Definitely. for a specific event, it can have an, nine times out of ten, it has a negative effect on the rest of the team because you have people that say "well done," yeah. you have you have people that go. Why him? Some people will go, he's an asshole. Some will clap. Uh, it, it's just sad. Uh, but Winston Churchill, you know, he did a lot of things uh, right. He also did, he did a lot of uh, things wrong. Yeah? Yeah. But the one thing that he said that will always stand out in history is the shiniest metals cast the darkest shadows. And we've got, we've got a very similar thing within the RF regiment with um with a really top bloke who who suffers from PTSD himself and that's uh, Dave Hayden. He's one of the one of the first, if not 
the first regiment gunner to get the MC for his time in in, in Iraq as well. And I, I've been in comms with him via Twitter, and he he gets a lot of shit from from the regiment. A lot of them say that he didn't do what he's what has been said he did, and things like that. I'm in uh, I'm in comms with David. We we chatted loads of times. He's a decent guy. Uh, that's uh, good. good. He's a, he's a top he's a top bloke. Today. He gets shit, yeah, but you know what? Uh, I'm a firm believer that, uh, and you wouldn't believe me. Everyone with an MC, everyone with a gun gets shit. We get shit. Uh, the Gallantry Medals League, which everyone's a member of, um, no one there has got a story to say. My unit think I'm great. No, every unit, the soldiers despise people with Gallantry Medals. It's quite sad to say this, but a lot of people yeah. with Medals get shit on by and and and. No one of these guys or girls asked for the fucking medal. Someone wrote, no. wrote us all up. We didn't ask, but yet it comes with a lot of shit. It comes with a lot of hatred. Yeah. You, you, it's like it's like you haven't gone. Oh, I can I, You didn't. You didn't go to your CEO and go, "Can I have the MC, please?" Because I did this. You've yeah, been chosen sad. for a reason, and. And like you said, I watched your YouTube thing when you first got told you got it and you fucking hung up and was like, fuck off. Yeah. And then you didn't, and obviously you had devastating news beforehand, but you didn't tell the lads and that because it, it's mad though. Because for me, having, having the likes of yourself on, on the podcast with... I even told on my on my WhatsApp group other regiment lads that I there on my best mate coming on Cross and the lads were like no they, they were all fucking buzzing for me on, on the it's just it, it's just a little bit that that Instead of you know, and what you said, it's not like you said, Can I have it, please? Madness, mate. And yeah, well, I froze again. Uh, you froze a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Sky. Yeah, I'm used to it. Uh, I think every veteran now knows out there that uh, yeah. I. Stick my neck out all the time to help other vets, and it comes with a lot of fucking hatred. It's quite sad, but yeah. I'm used to it now. It's second it sad. Yeah, but you know, I'm actually, I'm actually quite chuffed that uh, that Dave reached out to you and, and you, you're in, you're in comms with with Dave because I, I I spoke to him a, a, a couple of times. And I was like, because I, I, I would be honoured. To have him on on the show, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll definitely come on when I'm in a better headspace." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. I totally understand that." Yeah. He's he, he's ba yeah. he's basically been ditched by the regiment for some reason, and I don't know why. He's one of the most decorated uh, gunners within the regiment, and it's like he's been shunned for some reason, and I don't know why. I know yeah. I've I've heard the story of why he got it, and I was like, "Fucking hell." true hero right there 
I know he's not asked for the MC, he's just doing his job. And for people throw him under the bus and all sorts, it's, it's horrible, mate. Coffee, which is an American one. But do you know what? The sad yeah. thing is, if you 
coffee. Don't let me don't get coffee. But they were sending me coffee uh, for free. But the post office was charging me like eighty-seven pounds to go and collect it. You know, I was just like, Jeez. Yeah, and yeah, and I was like, what the? They send it over free, and you would have to pay eighty-seven quid. They pay for it, yeah. But uh, obviously, uh, I, I I reached out to different companies to to try and uh, get involved with my veterans clinic, and I had a few get back to me. Uh, but one really stood out. Out of the one, I don't, I'm not going to mention them, but. The one that really stood out was Tactical Coffee um, and the Blend 1441. I just thought it was fantastic. And I just went brilliant. And they didn't reach out to me. They sort of well, reached out. And, yeah. yeah, and I promote them. And I, th- I think they're great. You know, yeah. any veteran well, company. Any, any veteran company, mate, I've, I, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to, to have on the on the podcast. Like, yeah. um, at, at the minute, my, my hat, is uh, the red coat of um, I love those fucking guys. Red um, coat of Pearl? Yeah. 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 Another great company. Yeah. I've been trying to get one of their hats online for uh, over a month, but they seem to be out of order or sorry, out of stock. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but there you go. I mean, I've upstairs, I'm well, have... been. I've been I've been trying to get one of his T-shirts, and I told I've got I've got his personal number, and I went Smudge. Can you let me know when it's the um, Winston Churchill T-shirt that he's had made? Yeah. And basically, a big picture of Winston Churchill on the back with loads of tattoos and and saying victory and all that sort of stuff. I thought that is a fucking alley T-shirt. I want it. Yeah. Every time I go in there, because I'm a I'm a larger male at the minute, I I need a large T-shirt, and every time I go on there, they're sold out. And I'm like, Smudge, just send me a text to say when they're in, and I'll. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's yeah. like, Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. I go on the website, sold out still. It's like fuck's sake. Exactly, mate. But 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 it just shows you. It just shows you that Smudge, you know, he's got a good uh, a good company. They do good stuff. Uh, Oh, definitely. I've been trying to get those hats for a while, uh, but uh, we'll see. They'll come back in eventually. Um, I'm just currently waiting on... In fact, Brian Woods just sent me uh, a couple of hats coming uh, from him in the pop, so it should be here the next couple of days. Um, just keep attacking uh, stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Not bad. Brian's fucking uh, hard. But you've yeah. also got... Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a sucker. I'm a trucker. It's my, it's my favourite, and I told Smudge that. I was like, I'm a sucker for hats, so any hats you've got, I'll, I'll probably buy it. And he was like, yeah, def- uh, cheers, mate, definitely. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Wiley's got a good hat. Uh, Jordan Wiley does a lot of stuff of charity, uh, good veteran, an adventure type guy, and uh, he does. Uh, he had hats made for his road dangerously uh, thing that he did, and I managed to get one of them, which is a, it's a nice hat. So, uh, uh, Gray's page upstairs. So I, I, I wear that the old time as well. I, got, I mean, I've got about I don't know, maybe 30, 40 hats. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm very similar. My missus is like, why have you bought another hat? Because I like fucking hats. Yeah. <laughs> and because you're a hairdresser that doesn't cut my hair. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So she, she, she obviously does all her family in that. 
cuts their hair, cuts obviously does all clients, obviously because they pay. I'm always the last in line, and I'm like, any chance of having a haircut and a little bit of a beard trim? Because one, my beard doesn't grow properly, so it needs to be trimmed, otherwise I look like a proper hobo. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I end up looking like a hobo, and then she goes, you need a haircut. I'm like, I've been telling you that. I was winding up the other day. I told her I was going to shave the cheeks, going to shave the cheeks and the, um, trim the side. And I was like, I'm just going to have the tash. And she went, you can't just have a tash. I was like, can. She went, you'll look like your dad. And I went, it's not a problem. People say I look like him anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> mod, mod, modern world problems. Yep. I've got my friend back to save me. Hey? Yeah. Are you, is the boy back, is he? Oh, yeah. Mate. Hey, good boy. Yeah. My, my brother. My brother's got dogs. So we've got my dad. You have a dad. Play up. So dad still does. Uh, see, um, he's in London. So when he goes home. He's lives with me. So my brother's got my dad's dog who well, his name's Jerry. He's a Springer Collie Cross. He's lovely. He's the be he's the best dog ever. I yeah. love him to bits. He's like he's like he's like my brother. I got I when I go home, because they live fucking the other side of the country to me. When I go home, he still remembers me, obviously. He comes over in his sideways walk. But my brother for some reason, decided to get himself a an Alaskan Malmute called Jerry. Right. He is fucking massive. He's pretty much as tall. I'm about five six, maybe five seven at a push. When he goes on his hind legs, he's as tall as me. Yeah, just fucking massive. But he is as soft as shit. He's lovely. He, he's the kindest ever, and he he's brilliant. So whenever I face on my brother, just mental issues, I'm sure he won't. Mind. Um, and you can sort of see Jack in the background, and you just make the the wolf howling noises, just going, and he starts howling back at you. And it's like that dog knows, he knows, but he's brilliant. <laughs> And it's quite funny because my eldest can be quite a bit of it. She's, I'd, say, I'd probably say nervous more than scared. She's more nervous of Jerry, who, well, he won't, he won't hurt anyone. But she loves Jack. Jack, yeah, she looks like a wolf. She's like, yeah, but he's so soft and lovely. So fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, what, what, um, what breed is yours? Mine. No, it's a mixture between a Lhasa and a Shih Tzu. Ah. Yeah. The reason why I said cock, he seems quite yeah. hairy. Makes yeah. Sense. 
Yeah. A lovely dog, dog, though, mate. Lovely dog. He's sitting sleeping. Fair me. He's sitting chilling. That's awesome. I need that. I need that in my life. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the land. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, quick one. Whereabouts in Northern Ireland are you from originally? Uh, East Belfast on Donaldside, uh, which has quite quiet, very quiet part of Northern Ireland, actually. Um, quite chilled out. But I, I left there in 1994 and moved yeah. to join the Army, so I haven't really been back that much. I used to go back more when I was younger, um, but not in the last so 10 I'd, years. Not I'd, lo- I'd love to go back. My, my granddad is originally from Belfast. I'm not 100% sure where, whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my the, the Thompson side of the family then from Belfast. Uh, yeah. I'd love to get in touch with the, with the Irish side of my family, like... It, like I said, my, my dad's side of the family, they don't really talk much about my granddad, which is a shame. It really is. It wasn't until my uh, my nan's latest birthday where they actually got photo albums up. And I saw pictures of my granddad in the Air Force. It's like, I've never seen... Why have you never shown me these? And they're like, oh, well, we forgot we had them. It's like, oh, fuck off. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's like my my mum's side. They're they're Welsh, so I, I hear it. I they don't stop talking, do they? The Welsh. So <laughs> I I know that side of the family, but uh, yeah, all the Irish side of my family. For example, my name is James, which comes from great uncle Jimmy, who's Irish, and I'm like, I've never met him, and they're like. Well, you did. And I was like, when? Like, oh, when you were christened. That doesn't count, mate. <laughs> oh well. And, and, yeah. and to be fair, I've always I've always wanted to go and visit, but I've always had like people sort of putting me off a little bit. They're like, well, you served in the military. You've got military tattoos. You might get hurt. And it's like, really? I can't, I can't be. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's changed now, far. It's changed massively. It looks fantastic now. I mean, the amount of development that's happened, it's a completely different city than it was 20 years ago. It's completely yeah. changed what it is now. It looks, it looks beautiful. A lot of investment. I'd, in I'd, I'd, I'd love to go over to Ireland. I would. It's, it's so, like sort of a dream of mine to go over because obviously I've got I've got family over there and I've never been mad. Yeah. You'd love it. You'd, you'd enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna enjoy it's it. gonna it's gonna it's gonna be done. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I can't I can't be sitting drinking whiskey in my shed all the all the time, can I? No you can't. You've gotta go <laughs> you've gotta go and relax. Gotta get out. Yeah. Oh uh, well but I am gonna have to shoot Actually, 100%. mate, I've literally taken up enough of your time. 
Oh, mate, I've got to go and do... I've got to, it's been I've an still absolute got to privilege to have you on the show, though. Thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, let me know whenever you... My 10% left on my computer as well. Let me know when you upset, or send me the link and I'll share it as well, buddy, all right? Yeah, definitely. Will do, mate. As soon as it's um, set to go, I'll send you the link yeah. and it will get posted out, mate. Brilliant. Well, enjoy your night. Thanks for having me on. It's been great chatting to you. But, uh, oh, yeah. well, mate. Well, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute honour and a privilege. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate yeah. it. See you soon. Yeah, see you soon, mate. See you soon, buddy. Awesome show. Loved every second of having Trevor on the uh, on the show, and I'm definitely going to get him back on again. Amazing show. But as always, make sure you go and see Right Flank, Combat Fuel, Dead Mammoth Coffee, and Infusion CBD. I've been Tomo. This has been the Granite Zero podcast. As they say in the regiment, per ardua, through adversity, I'm Tomo, and I'm out.